0: Welcome coaches, you are tuned in to Keep Your Pads Down, a podcast devoted to defensive line, and this is episode number 57. Thank you for checking us out today. You know, I say this every week, but man, we have a great show for you lined up today. You know, a show is only as as good as the guest, and you know last week we had a lot of fun with Coach Regalado, and and by the way, he did a spot-on job with his video this past week imitating us D-line coaches. If you haven't seen that yet, it is a must-watch like all of his videos, and you can find the, the D-Line video by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode if you have not seen that yet. It's definitely worth your time for sure. So big shout out to Coach Regalado and his work on those videos and for, and for coming on last week. But back to today's episode. Today's show is a straight up defensive line coaches episode right here. So if you ain't about that life in the trenches, then go ahead and shut this thing off right now because we are talking to one of the best in the business today. And I promise you, but you won't walk away from this episode without something you can use. With that being said, I am thrilled to welcome on as our guest today, defensive ends coach for the University of Texas, Coach Oscar Giles. Coach Giles enters his fourth year as defensive line coach under Tom Herman at Texas in 2020. A former University of Texas defensive end, Coach Giles previously spent a total of 10 seasons at Texas as both defensive ends coach from 2005 through 2013, and a graduate assistant in 1999, before returning to the 40 Acres prior to the 2017 season, Coach Giles mentored the Big 12 Conference defense alignment of the year in back-to-back years, in Charles Aminahu in 2018 and Puna Ford in 2017. Prior to his current stint at Texas, Coach Giles was at the University of Houston for a second time, where he helped U of H to a nine-and-three record in the regular season, including wins over number three Oklahoma. And number three, Louisville. Under Giles, freshman defensive tackle Ed Oliver, an All-American, ranked 10th nationally with 19.5 tackles for loss. In 2015, Houston went to its first New Year's Bowl in 30 years, registered to win over number nine Florida State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, posted its second 13-win season in program history, and its 11th conference championship to finish ranked number eight in both major polls. Prior to his time in Houston, Coach Giles spent a season at Louisiana Tech where he helped the Bulldogs to nine wins for just the sixth time in school history and a victory in the heart of Dallas Bowl. During his time as defensive ends coach at Texas from 05 to 2013, Coach Giles helped develop two Ted Hendricks Award winners in Jackson Jeffcoat and Brian Arakpo. In his first season with Texas, Coach Giles aided in the Longhorns number 10 ranking in total defense and a number 8 ranking in scoring defense. Three of the defensive ends earned conference honors, and, and Texas went on to win the Rose Bowl and National Championship in an epic matchup with USC Trojans. Before that, Coach Giles spent the previous two seasons as an assistant coach at the University of Houston, where he worked at the Cougars' defensive line. He joined the Houston staff prior to the 2003 season after spending three seasons at SMU. Coach Giles was a graduate assistant at Texas in '99, after a year coaching the defensive line and serving as a strength and conditioning coach at Southwest Texas State, now Texas State in 1998. A four-year letter winner at Texas, Coach Giles played defensive end and linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons and went on to play in the Canadian Football League from 94 through 97 and helped the Toronto Argonauts win the Grey Cup Championship in 1996. A three-year start at UT, Coach Giles earned AP All-Southwest Conference honors as a senior when he helped the Longhorns to the 1990 SWC Championship and appearance in the 1991 Cotton Bowl. He also helped the 1987 Longhorns to a number 19 final ranking and a victory in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. He led Texas in sacks in 88 and 89 and finished with 22 in his career, tied number 10 on the UT all-time list. The semifinals for the Outland Trophy and two-time GTE Academic All-SWC selection, his nine career fumble recoveries are tied for second on the UT all-time chart. A native of Palacios, Texas, Coach Giles earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Speech Communications from Texas in 1991. Today, Coach Giles and I are talking about his journey from a tiny coastal Texas town to the 40 Acres, highlights from his illustrious coaching career, and some of the outstanding players he's had a chance to coach, and the elite coaches he's been able to work with along the way. We also talk about the Longhorns' new defense under first-year defensive coordinator Chris Ash, and then get into how Coach Giles coaches up pass rush. All that and a whole lot more on today's episode, so let's get to it. Here is Coach Oscar Giles on episode number 57 of KYPD. Well, Coach Giles, it is definitely an honor to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us.
1: Well, thanks for having me. You know, it's always that great. You know, uh, during this time in our in our country, it's a, a bunch of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, the, the great thing about it though know, is you you really see, uh Even though you're not out there playing football, you can talk about football. You can watch film and talk to people like people like you that that's uh, doing a great job of spreading the message about the Lion play.
0: Absolutely, Coach. Well, you know, definitely you're one of the best in the profession, and and you're currently enjoying your second stint as a D line coach there at your alma mater uh, at the University of Texas. But let's back up a little bit and talk about your background, just, you know, about about where you grew up, your journey to UT as a player, and how you got into coaching.
1: Well, you know, it's it's, it's funny. Uh, I've been following Texas since I was eight, nine years old. You know, I didn't know much about uh, all the other teams around the country, but uh I was born in Dallas, Texas and and uh I was basically uh I was raised outside of Houston in a small town called Palacious. So uh being the oldest of four boys, uh it made me uh made me grow up real fast when uh my um uh, my mom and dad separated. And so uh I, mean, I had to become the man of the house. So uh I tell you, uh my my high school coach for Asher's High School, uh, gave me an opportunity to, to play football. And uh, i tell you, I just, you know, talking to him about goals and, and how to accomplish those things. He uh, couldn't have been a better person in my life at that time when I was just going through a transition where my dad and my mom had separated. Uh, and so uh, that was a, uh, a really uh, transition where, uh, good things were happening for me, and uh, Pat Walker. I'm gonna give him a lot of credit because you know he took me under his wing and had uh, a little small school like Palacios. I, uh, I remember coming from Dallas, Texas. My mom and dad are separated, so she grew up in Palacios. So uh, she, she went back home, and so uh, population about 3,500 people. Uh, small school football, and uh, I remember walking through the hallways. But my other three brothers, we were all pretty big. And I can only, I know now what Coach Walker was thinking when he first saw me. <laughs> you know, he saw he saw a bunch of glitter and gold and thank you, God, and the clouds yeah. were open. You know, was, you know, four four good looking guys just walked down a hallway uh, at Palacios High School, and so uh, uh, I, I remember the first question they asked him was, "What position do you want to play?" <laughs> uh, and I and I told him. Uh, I, I just told him. I said, "You know what? I like quarterback." And uh, he said, "You got it. You want to play quarterback? You got it." I said, "Well, who, who who's your quarterback now?" And I, of course, I was in junior high at the time. He said, "It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter." So uh, you, you'll start off the quarterback, and your other brother will be running back, and whoever, whatever position the other two brothers want to play, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll find spot possible. Yeah. Uh, long story. Long story short. Uh, my first practice at junior high, uh, he wanted me to throw the ball. I couldn't really try to open wide receiver, so I started running. And uh, I, that happened about eight out of the last eight out of the last ten scrimmage calls. So coach Coach Walker said, "You're not a quarterback. You're a running back. You don't want to throw the ball. You want to run it. So let's put you in the backfield." So I started off playing running back, and, and at the junior high level and uh was very successful doing that. Uh, I, I, my high school years, uh, I'm going fast forward to my high school years. Uh, my freshman year, uh, Coach put me at running back and he threw a couple of passes to me. And he, he said, you know what? You got you to run back. You're, maybe you're a tight end. Well, I didn't know what a tight end was. But uh, he gave me an opportunity to play on the Boston team as a tight end and defensive end. So, uh fast forward to my my junior year, uh, I was fortunate enough to be one of the best defensive end tight ends in the country. And I had an opportunity to go to different schools around the country. And uh, uh, my My dream school, at the University of Texas, called. And uh, that was my history. I I, uh, I talked to uh, one guy, uh, a guy by the name of David McQueen, who was with the head coach. And uh, he gave me an opportunity to spend my career at the University of Texas. And when I signed that, that sheet of paper, when I was a high school senior, I didn't realize uh, 25 to 30 years later I'm still here at the University of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they said it's a four-year, a 40-year decision. You know, I'm, I'm living proof that it is.
2: Because uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's been a great journey. And not done yet. Right. Yeah. Of course. I, I talk about
0: your your time. You know. Again, you said you were one of the best tight ends and defensive ends in the country. What was your recruitment like uh, back then? I'm sure it's changed a ton, and now you're on the other end of it. What, what was your recruitment like uh, growing up?
1: You know, it was it was so much different because uh, coaches could be there on Saturday day, where you know you. I remember. Part of my routine, uh, right I haven't shared the story in a while, but part of my routine during the morning, because I was the oldest, I had a oh you know, eighty one cutlass, eighty two cutlass, you know, you know. Uh, but it fit all all three of my brothers in the car. I would drop one one brother at elementary. I dropped one brother at junior high, and then me and my other brother would go to to the high school. So that Saturday, uh, it was like two college coaches waiting in our driveway. Uh, waiting to take us to school, take me to school. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm not gonna say the coaches, but yeah. they said coach. They said they said, uh, "Hey Oscar, you need a ride?" I, I said, I said, "Whoa!" You know, it, it was a nice, uh, nice sport car, nice big truck. So and I was like, you know, what? I said, you know what? I think I'll be okay. I think uh, I think I'm gonna actually uh, take Cutlass because my brothers need to get in the car as well. And so uh and so, said we'll we will we'll just follow you. So, we we'll just follow you and uh and go from there. And uh
2: so these
1: two cars had followed me and uh my brother's in the car, they like, Man, this is crazy. Yeah.
2: I said, yeah.
1: I, said, I, I and at the time, you know, I didn't know exactly where I was gonna go. I did not. I, mean, I, you know, I had some choices, but uh I was still aware of my decision I was gonna can't wait till that afternoon and spend time with my, my, my mom and, and my brothers and kind of make a decision. But they was going to be that; those guys were there to influence me one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did so,
0: you, Did you uh, enjoy that process, or was it something you were just kind of ready for what? it to be over?
1: You know, I, I look back in and I said, you know what? I just didn't have a clue what was going on. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know
2: the,
1: the the you know the
2: you
1: know. I, my, my my mother bless her heart. She worked two three jobs, so she didn't she didn't make. I don't know what you want to do. Whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm supporting it. But the bottom line was, with with I appreciate what these parents do now compared to what my mom. My mom was not involved, and she recently, at at twelve o'clock she she finally said, "You know what? I put my foot down." If, if she had done that like two weeks before, I've been our decision would been made. But she uh, she put her foot down and said, "Listen, you see you see this picture right here. You see you got a, you get that Texas cap on. You see your your hookers right there. That's where you want to go because you were eight year old eight eight, eight years old. Okay. So and what what what's what's, what's the uh, what's the song you always sing? I said, what you mean? She said you always sing the eyes of Texas or you. She said that that's University of Texas. So what, what else you want? To, what else you want me to share with you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, she cleared it up, and uh, and uh, I'm glad she did.
0: But just talk about your days there as a player at Texas, and just some highlights from your time there.
1: Well, I think I think the, you know the the, the times that I was there. You know, being from a smaller school like Belacius, and I was blessed. You know, I you know I had several friends that I still to this day keep up with. You know they voted me class president, believe it or not. And people don't believe that, but I was, <laughs> I was voted class president of my, my senior class.
2: And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe they didn't even, but I part uh, of it. But, uh, you know, just the friendships that I
1: had at the University of Texas, you know, when I first got there, you know, population 3,500 classes, a student population of Texas 48,000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was like a wake up call. My first class was like a biology, a biology class. It was 1,500 students in the class. Uh, and, and I walked in and I was like, whoa, this is, this is different. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: My graduate, my graduate class was 77. You know, so I was, I was, it was a different way to, there you know, was things, but, but, you know, I had a very good support staff, Pat Walker, my high school coach, and the press board at the Pulaski High School, and, and just people around that school saying, listen, this is, this is what you got to do in order to succeed in college, no matter where you go. Get in front, uh, ask questions, stay focused, uh, and if you do those things, you're going to be okay. And So I did that. I mean, when I first walked into class, I was early, 20 minutes early. Uh, I was sitting in the front row. Uh, of course, I mean, I just I asked questions. I mean, it was it was not that di- difficult for me because I was I was really ushered by some people that, that had been through the the process before.
2: Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure.
0: And so then, when you got to when you got to school there and you're playing, you know, you're playing defensive end at Texas. Was coaching something you always knew you wanted to do, or
1: you know what? You know, it, it's funny you ask that. You no, know, I I got into coaching because I. When I first got to Texas, you know, the, the business school at the University of Texas was one of the tops in the country. And it's still it. Ray McCombs business school is one of the top uh, business schools in the country. And, and some, I mean, it's, it's number one in accounting and management and things like that. So, But that's why, I mean, I like, you know, I, I'm going to get my business degree from Texas. And, you know, I, I started off doing that. I mean, I was on the right, right path to do it. But, uh... I just I, I always went back to my old high school coach Pat Walker who who got into coaching because uh, he wanted to get something back. Uh he, he took he took the opportunity to talk to me when he had his own family. And you know, he treated me like his own son. So, you know, that that kind of stuff stuck on me and that's you know, kinda of, always kinda of went back to that. Uh you know, when I was in Texas I coached some little league teams and uh uh, helped out with the uh, boys and girls Club and so being around those kids and seeing how they responded to me gave me an opportunity to say, you know what, I can do this, this is just, and this is rewarding. I mean, I wasn't making any money, but it was rewarding to me to work with kids and build relationships with those kids. So uh, I told my, I told him Pat Walker that, the high school coach, and he said, "That's coaching." He said, that, "That's that's what coaching is." So uh, I. That's basically why I got into it. When I got into coaching because of the opportunities to have relationships with kids and have an opportunity to, to help them uh, reach the goals that they want to accomplish. Because that's what my high school coach did for me. He taught me what goals were and he helped me accomplish those things uh, that I want to do in life. So uh, that's the reason why I do it. Uh, of course, my wife says, you know, you, you need to make money so we can. Eat and, and, to, and make sure these two girls are, are able to go to college, you know, but uh, I do I do it for the love of uh, working with kids and building uh, relationships with these young men. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of guys say, you put a lot of guys in the NFL, and I don't look at that. I look at, you know, how many guys that have graduated uh, that I've touched, you know, and, and I keep a number of that. I mean, it's over 200 kids. And I, I, you know, I don't, you know, you like to, you like to be appreciated for giving an opportunity for a guy to live his dreams to play at the next level, and you know, hey, play ten, twelve years. I mean, I I've been fortunate to to work with those guys, you know, the Brian Arakpoles and the uh, the Brian Rock, Rock Robesons and Kim uh, Crowder. Those guys, are, they got sweat and tears and give and so much blood for me. I I really appreciate those guys, but. When I talk to those guys, and when they bring their kids into my room, or when they say, "Hey, Coach, man, why don't you to meet my son," that's what I'm. That's what I'm proud of because now they became, you know, they became great fathers, and they got their degree, they got their own business, and yeah. now they can uh, they can sit back and say, "You know what? I've accomplished something." Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, the pro deal, I, mean, I, I, I wish it for everybody, but you know, I was there for a short time. I mean, it, it's not for everybody. You, you better you better have that degree so you can have
2: some back. Yeah, exactly. Well you
0: you mentioned it and I was gonna say this question for really towards the end of our conversation, but I'll ask it now. You, you mentioned just a few of those guys that you've had uh the pleasure of coaching uh at, there at the University of Texas and I'll and I'll mention a couple of other ones. Uh you know, Puna Ford more most recently or more recently, Charles okay. Amenahu, Arakpo, uh, Jackson Jeff Coat, um, you yeah. know, Tim Crowder, Brian Robinson, Rod Wright. I know I'm 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 skipping or I'm leaving out some, some really uh awesome dudes that you had uh, uh, the privilege to coach, but just talk about like if there was one thing one common thread that ran through all of those guys that made them so successful, what was that
1: you know uh, you know you could say you could say a lot about you know Tim Crowder who you know he's a he Texas boy you know uh did you know worked his butt off uh uh you know yes or no sir uh but they all have something different about I, I like to say they all have one special quality, I mean, they were competitive. You know, they, they, they really, really were competitive, and they all were uh, guys that were champions. Uh, they found a way to get it done. Uh, we looked each other in the eye in 2005, 2006, uh, the National Championship game, and those three guys were there, Byron uh, Robinson and Tim Crowder, and the way, we looked at each other and so said, we're champions, yeah. and nobody can ever take that away from us. But those guys had that one quality; they were competitors. Man, right? they 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 would never take no for an answer. They would never uh, uh, accept losing as an answer. They'll find a way to. They will find a way to get it right. So um, it was a privilege. I mean, it was you know it was an honor to, to work with them. And you know, from the Puna Fools to Charles and even a Malcolm Roach who's going to get his opportunity. Uh, hopefully this this weekend to live his dreams.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. You know, it's
1: to me. To me, it's you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's some challenges that you go through as a coach, but uh, the rewards are uh, seeing these guys grow up, uh, become great, great men, uh, great fathers, uh, great uh, husbands to their wives, and you know they can bring their their family back to my office and say, hey, those appreciated, thanks. Me, you can you throw all those trophies away. You know, to me, that that's about as great a reward as you get. Yeah, and, yeah,
2: uh,
1: absolutely. Thank you from guys yeah, that basically seen from the junior year of high school to to now, which you know is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the, the 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 national championship, the 2005 national championship, and uh, you know ESPN just played that game a couple weeks ago. Did you did you watch that uh, the replay of oh, that replay? Oh, ain't game? no doubt. It was yeah. it was
2: every.
1: Every yeah. Giles in the household so have to watch it. Yeah. it was required. It was required. Required. <laughs> you went for everybody.
0: I would have loved to be get... a fly on the wall in the Giles house with that game play. And so, I'm just curious, what was going through your mind as you were watching that game? Now we're, you know, uh, over, you know, 15 years uh, or more yeah. uh, out from that game. What was going through your mind watching that game over again? Well, uh, you
1: know, I, my two girls who were 10 and 10 and 13 looked my my mustache that I had. They said, "Dad, you're skinny." I said, well, "I appreciate that. I'm, yeah. working, I'm working to get that back."
2: You know? yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was fun. It was, you know, I was uh,
1: at that time I was uh, in in the position where uh, it was all about ball. I wasn't even married, you know. I was uh, I was all about football, and, uh, but I'm blessed to have a terrific wife and young ladies that that were very very uh, uh, smart and they take care of the business so um, it's just uh, it was a different time back then but it's good to see uh, the growth from
0: uh, from 2005 and six to 2020. Yeah yeah for sure so you talked we talked about that talked about the national championship game we talked about some of the guys you've had the privilege of coaching what are some other highlights that you've uh, experienced uh, from your just your time as a coach.
1: Well, I, mean, I don't want to. I want to say I'm leaving. I mean, still kinda, I still kind of, I still got some time left in this whole body, but uh, I do feel like the opportunity to work with several guys that I really admire and, and learn from. From uh, you know, Mac Brown, uh, who's still you know he's still coaching. You know, he's he's still proving people wrong. You know, he he's pretty good at what he does. And so I learned a lot about uh, character and doing things right from Matt. Uh, You know, he gave me an opportunity uh, some 20 years ago, uh, and I'm very appreciative of that, Uh, from Gene Chizik, who's a great coordinator uh, that I work for. uh, Again, a Christian man taught me about faith. I mean, he was was one of those guys that, you know, he would let you know how he felt. if you miss that tackle, but they also hug you uh, after a, a victory or a loss. Yeah. It just, you know, it just you know, It's just, you know, it's really great man that I've worked for. Uh, Dwayne Aquina. Uh, I can go down a list of guys that have a, uh, Will Muschap who's still coaching. Uh a really great man, really great coaches. And even the guy I'm working for right now, is Chris, Chris has is, is a great man. I mean, i I'm fortunate to, to still be here working with him and the staff we have right now. From Mark Hagen, uh, Cole, and uh, Jay, Taylor. I mean, we we got some guys here that are really good football coaches, and I'm learning a lot more, a lot more uh, football, and that's that's why I'm in it. Uh, you know, if you're not learning, then you get out of
2: it. Right. You know?
1: Right. But, but I'm. I've been very fortunate. Man. I have. I'm blessed. Uh, uh, I hope to, to do it as long as long as I can. But uh, but I'm blessed to have the opportunities I've had the last uh, 20, 21
0: years now. Absolutely, and that list, those list of coaches that you that you just r- rattled off there is is equally is just as equally as impressive as the list of guys that you talked about that you've had the privilege of coaching. So clearly, you've been fortunate and blessed to be around some just some really. Strong coaches and, and and strong men of character and, and, and guys who are still getting it done in this profession right now, and that's that's awesome that you you, you know you, you got to experience that with those guys. Let's talk about that Texas defense now. Uh, you know you guys are going to be rolling out a new defensive scheme, obviously in 2020, uh, four down front uh, with coach Ash. and so for us watching at home, you know what's going to be the biggest difference that we see in the longhorn defense that, different from the 2019 season? what's going to be the biggest difference this, this next season?
1: Well, I would say this, you know, I, 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 I have to say that from the previous staff, Rotar you know, Orlando those guys, uh, Craig Bilem Bybar, Jason Washington, those guys all landed landed on the feet and then, but a great man. Uh, I, I learned a lot from Coach Orlando and, and Craig and all those guys. But I, I do think, that, you know, what uh, Chris Ash has uh, for this for this defense is really special. Uh, he's taken. Um, he's taking what we got. I and mean, we the spring really would've helped us a little bit, but it is what it is. So uh but the four man front is a little bit different than what we've done yeah here in the past. Uh so give a, give those guys uh, especially uh, uh, Joseph Asai, uh those guys a chance to get on the edge and, and get to the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. to we have to do a better job. You know, that was the biggest thing, you know, in our conference. People can throw the ball you know you look at Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, Texas Tech, and everybody throws the ball in our conference and uh they kind of make fun of our defense. but I think at the end of the day you know you look at our bowl record, you look at things that's happened over the last two or three years, I mean, we got a really good conference uh we we uh we have to do a good job up front of get to the quarterback uh We've got some great quarterbacks in this conference. Uh, with Tyler Murray being a number one pick in the draft. Yeah. And you got Ben Baker, he was number one pick in the draft. So, uh, I mean, those guys are pretty good. So we got to do a a good job, especially this year, with Coach Az's defense, uh, especially the ends of getting on the edge and making things happen, uh, being disruptive in the backfield with the quarterback. Because if we can just uh, get him off his uh, pocket, Gives the uh, DBs a chance to cut yeah. those
0: guys up. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today with our pass rush. And before we get to that, you know, I, from, from everything that I've read, it seems like that Coach Ash is bringing a more, you know, a, a simplistic approach, you know, as far as his, his defensive mindset. And it seems like, you know, again, with a four down front, that that's going to give the opportunity to feature the defensive line a little bit more. So I imagine that's got to be something that you're excited about as a coach. Yeah, we
1: are. Man, man Coach, coach Hagan. Uh, he's got some tires to Texas. He was a AM uh with Kevin Stallman and uh we 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 know each other from bumping the hands and recruiting. But I, I, I tell you, he does a great job uh with his past rush, he was in Indiana. Uh he did a great job up there and they turned that program around. And so I'm excited to work with him. Uh you know, we'll get more uh, in depth with the uh, transition of me working with the ends and working with the interior guys, and you know, two heads are better than one. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's an opportunity to share and talk, and, and we've been doing that the last three months. So uh, I'm excited. I know he is. Uh, now we just gotta get on the field and and and, and really work uh, right. the process. I think the right. kids understand. We've been zooming and, and doing all kinds of stuff, and I think they're just itching, itching to get outside and and, uh, and try to pass rush against
0: somebody besides the trees and the brothers and sisters. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, so you you kind of already talked about how you know you're going to have those outside backers and those those guys uh, Osai getting to move in and and and, and play some end and rush for, from a defensive end position. You know, yeah. um, talk more about how those guys' roles are going to change up front, and 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 you know just the things that they're going to be asked to do in this new defensive scheme. Well, so, you
1: know. Uh, really, a, in a preview of what was happening with Joseph aside is kind of what was going. We try to make happen now, you know. In the bowl game, uh, Coach Dowd did a hell of a job, and we talked. Me and him talked about some stuff that Joseph can really uh, do, and, and, and really, uh, Joseph really kind of came into his own. You know, when you got two and a half weeks, three weeks the price for a bowl game, we actually put some of that stuff in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, It was good to see him uh, respond to it, and uh, I'm excited to see him this fall. I mean, because I think uh, I think this is pretty natural for him, Uh, and uh, I think uh, it will definitely uh, show his uh, his pass rushing ability. But he's very explosive. I mean, he's he's a guy also that played a run very well. Right, uh, right. uh, I'm excited uh, to see uh, him grow. Uh, He's still young. I mean, uh, he played as a true freshman, but he's probably getting close to 21. I mean, he's still young, so he's going to be a guy that's going to continue to grow. And, uh, we're looking for big things from him, but there's uh, some other guys, too. some young guys that that we signed this past year, and, uh, and some other guys that we feel like from this class can help to. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just... So, so what are your, what are the goals or expectations that you have for your defensive line specifically heading into this next season?
1: Well, we we, we gotta do a good job. I mean, at the end of the day, if we're gonna win a uh, majority of the games, which you know, we're counting on doing that, is we gotta do a good job of being disruptive, you know. Do, do you get the fact? Yeah, we all like to get the fact. But at the end of the day, you, know, if you can be disruptive, uh forcing uh quarterback to, to move off his pocket, uh, bat a ball down, uh, you know get a quarterback hit, affect the quarterback in any means possible, uh, gives uh, gives our secondary a chance to, to do their job of covering uh, some of the, some elite wide receivers that we have in our conference
0: Well coach, let's, let's jump in and talk about some pass rush here. Walk us through your philosophy and coaching progression for pass rush.
1: Well, you know, it, it all starts, you know, with, you know, when you, when you think about uh, what you want to do, and you know, you know, we all we always talk about it, different speed rushers, power rushers, combo rushers, all kinds of things that guys uh, like to talk about. But the, at the end of the day, our philosophy is: this. we want to dis- disrupt the quarterback. Let uh, it be by a quarterback hit. Uh, battered ball, um, keep them out of that the comfort zone. Get back in that pocket. And again, like I said, you know, it's all kinds of techniques out there. You know, again, we got you can start with speed. Uh, obviously, you want to you want a tackle. If you're playing the end, you want that tackle to feel that you you cannot run. Uh, we always talk about find a find a four yard spot uh, to the inside leg of that of that tackle. So if I'm rushing as an end, I'm trying to you know I, I even get a cone, put a cone about three to four yards uh, right behind that tackle, and, I, and we just work on hey just working work to that cone. Okay, you, you see the ball and come off the ball as fast as you can to that to that cone. Okay, now, knows what I do that. Okay, well if he if he beat that guy to that cone, we're gonna work a chop. We're gonna work a chop grip. And we're gonna to lean to the quarterback, okay? Because you you gonna be that guy. That guy. That offensive line should not be able to back up as fast as you go forward, right? Okay? That's 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 if he, if he does, he's really really talented, okay? But if he does get there before you do, then you got a chance to counter, okay? If he's if he's at that spot. And if he at that spot, he probably got he's probably on battle. because okay, he's probably trying to get back there as fast as you can. And how is he getting back?
2: Okay. Does he is he giving you a vertical set? Or is he giving you a horizontal set? Okay. So uh I remember getting
1: interviewed to be a D Line coach, and that was one of the questions that, you know, Mudchamp or whoever interviewed me, like, hey, how do you rush Patrick? And I said, Well, you know, do you have a moving mind? Or I said, Well, you know what, coach, you know, my younger days, I used to think that I used to say, you know what, you have a moving mind. You know, you gotta have something in mind to you know, we as you all used to should have something like, you know, hey, if this guy gives me this, I'm gonna do that. But it's whatever that offensive lineman is giving you. Right, exactly. Really, I mean it's really that's what it is. Because if, I mean, of course, you got to watch film and, and kind of dictate what you're going to do, but you think thinking ball first, okay? And I'm getting off of the ball. I'm, uh, you know, we can talk about stance and starting now, nail your base a little bit. You know, I always show the guys the track, tracks, the 100 meter dash, uh, shooting out of, a, out of the blocks, uh, you know, jumping into the pool, all the little turns. But it's, you know, 90% of your passwords starts with a great get off. So, uh, you you got to work on that. So we work, we work the heck out of the pass rush, you know. And but you look at the ball, you see what you see. What that ball's gonna be snapped, and I come off. My next eye progression is looking at what that captain's is me Okay, what is it? is he is he getting out of there? Okay, like is he running out of his straight, in vertical set? Got the straight back. If he is, okay, that means he. he He's he's really finesse him. He's not he's not playing aggressive, right? So now I'm going to be more of a power on this guy because if the office offensive lineman showing me finesse, then you should be working power. If he shows you power, you should be working finesse. Yeah. So really, yeah. you know, just use whatever he's using against you, use against him. So you know that's we talk about that as pass rushers, is okay. I come off the ball. I see what the offensive line is giving me. Okay, he's giving me a vertical set. He's dropping straight back. Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go long arm. Okay, we call these chest chest uh, pass rushes where you go long arm. Okay, or speed to power. Okay, speed to power. I'm running as fast as I can to that four yard spot. He's he's there. Bam! I'm gonna go speed the power, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to stab with that inside hand and try to knock his ass, knock him back. Right. Okay? Knock him back. So, uh, if, if, would you You have to take what the old arm is you. If he's one of those guys that, that opens up, he turns his shoulders, say, now that's a different deal. Okay? Now I can work, uh, he's opening up the gate, so now I can, I can, I can just run right by him. Right. Okay? I can run right by him, run that four-yard spot, four spot, work my scissors, if he sticks, if he's got a, if, he gets, if he's sticking his hands out, give you those hands to, to work the, your swipe or your scissors. If he gives you the swipe or scissors, put his hands out. Also, I can work a chop. So, uh, again, I, I, I'm a true believer in this. You don't need 12 moves. You need maybe two or three moves and then have a, have a counter to each one of those.
2: Right, uh, right.
1: So, uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of what, what I see at the end position. At the tackle position, everything a little bit quicker. You know, uh, Aaron Donald is probably the best interior pass rusher in modern football right now, and one reason he is is because he plays with great leverage. The guy's probably six foot one, okay, and he plays like he's six four, okay, but he's six one, two eighty five, and he's about as quick as most running backs. Okay, so he plays with tremendous leverage. Which means he keeps his pass down and he wants the same stuff as end. I mean, he's gonna if you if you're if you're a guard that's giving him a quick set, he's gonna work for that. If you're a guard that's getting out of there, okay, he's gonna he's gonna set up be he's gonna be more powerful. Okay? He's gonna be a more power rush. So again, I, I think the biggest thing if someone's listening to this, the biggest thing you can take from me with pass rushes. Take what the old line is given. Okay. And how do you know that? Of course start off by watching film, but as you as you come off that ball, you got a half a second to look at what he's giving. You, you know, and, and the old line the old line they get smart now. Right? They're to the protection, uh full side, uh guide half man. I mean it's it's one of those deals where they help they help each other out. Right. But you know what, Eli, Eli would do the same thing too, right? We could go game. That's exactly so we can, right. We can run an interior game where we can read the, the uh, center, or we can go uh, a TE game where you know we got a tackle that's penetrating. The end does a good job of sitting up the field, showing the departure angle up the field, and then coming back underneath.
2: Right. So there is there's,
1: there's there's a little uh, trade off for for the O line and the D-line. but. I think it's important that you do take with the old line to get you. and then always 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 have a way of uh exchanging gaps uh with the with the tackle and the ends, just with the games, with the T E games. Uh and those a and a nose tackle game. And just exchanging gaps. So they can't think, they can't say every time he's gonna do this or right. every time he's gonna do that. And and, and I think that another thing that's important too is, you know, like with a with a bike, you got a, you got spokes around a bike. And so at D line, we talk about keeping the quarterback inside the spokes. Uh, keeping you know, you know, keeping the ball, keeping the quarterback uh, Your inside number if I'm an interior guy. And if I'm like i outside guy, I'm keeping the ball on my inside shoulder. So again. Yeah, I, I gotta I keep him contained. But if he he moves, he's like a, like a smoke. You got you got to move with him. So uh, a lot of times you you the word contained. It's uh, almost a bad word by house, you know. But it, <laughs> it's it's a way to keep him It's a way to keep them around. Uh, you want to keep the quarterback to your inside shoulder, depending on where you're at. If you're at the ends, and you want to keep him on your inside shoulder, I mean, if you're three techniques, you got to just, where's he at? I mean, you can't say, I'm always in the big gap. You know, he that quarterback's going to move around. Right. And nowadays, when you got the Colin Burris and the, uh, the Baker Mayfield they don't, they don't sit right there in their pocket. Right? They move around. So it's important that we, uh, as D-line coaches, understand that it's just, we can't just tell a kid contain. Right. What, what does that mean? Right. It doesn't mean, it means so many different things. For kids nowadays, it's not the same. So um, I stress that you know, if you you know, I'm a country boy. I mean, if you got a bike, you got those folks. You know, that, that thing is always in the middle. So uh, you, you just you got to make sure you surround the quarterback, right? And and, and it could be different different people doing it. The linebackers doing it too. So um, that. I could go
2: on and on about
0: that. But sure about it. <laughs> well, no, no, that's, that's great, coach. And and I, I love the, you know, just taking what an offensive lineman gives you and, and, you know, being able to distinguish between a horizontal set and a vertical set and then what that means for them, right? Like once they're able to recognize that, now they know, okay, he's showing this. So this is what this is what I can use. And repping that is extremely important to where those guys understand that. And once they get yeah. that, then it really slows down for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it,
1: that comes with a lot of rep- uh, rep, you know, reputation. Yeah, so you got yeah. you got to you got to do a lot, do that a lot just to to, to, to to get a kid to understand that. Uh, and, you know, we all we you know we always work. Oh, let's work on arm, arm over. Let's work a club grip. Uh, but when do you want to do that? I mean, like, right. You know, we 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 talk about you know pass rush techniques. You know, planning against specific types of blockers. You know, like some guys, a lot of them have great hands. You know, so if he has great hands and I want to work high hands, I want to work high-hand
2: scissors. Uh,
1: yeah. If he has, if he's a, kind of a short, uh, no, he's kind of a tall offensive I mean, line. he might have low hands. Yeah. Cause he, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, he's, he's going against guys maybe a sh- little shorter than they are, so you got to work, you got to work here with your chops. So, uh, you know, it's just different things that we talk about as a unit. Okay, what do you see that old line is doing? And each well, each week I tell my guys, I mean, we're going to
2: – you
1: you look at both tackles. Tell me – give me your evaluation of what you see. And, and then we we start talking about pass rush and what works and what doesn't work. Right,
0: exactly. You mentioned earlier about, you know, with, with, with offensive lines getting smart and they're sliding to you. And then so it kind of makes you – or you can run some games and do some different things like that. How are you coaching up those, you know, those techs or exit stunts with your tackle on your end? You know, are those are those hitting right now? Are they delayed? Uh, how are you coaching those up with your guys?
1: Well, it's, it's really, uh, you know, we're we really based on protection, uh, you know, and it, it's a whole other show about protections that we can. And most D line coaches know this, but you can, you can, you can change. You can go on and on about how do you break down protections. You know, it just depends on uh, if you're born in the 1960s or the 1980s. It's you know, <laughs> just different. The uh, way yeah. of putting it together, but it all yeah. makes sense. As long as it makes sense to you and, and your guys, you're to be okay. But, you know, the bottom line is where's the man side protection and where's the slide? Where's the man and where's the zone? Uh, if if you, you, know, you want to run a TX to a man's side, you've got to find out where it's going to be. You know, is it, are they are they the center working to the back? Are they working away from the back? Uh you know, are they slide insert where they're sliding half the line to the right, tackles working one on one and the back is stepping up? You know, those are the things that you have to define in, in your own little way. And and then you try to teach your kids, listen, we wanna to try to run uh, the T E game to the main side. We yeah. wanna run uh, the three main game to the zone side. We just I think it's, it, it it comes with uh, how you breaking it down. and, uh, and, and All styles can change it. but I think uh, I think you do have to be multiple in the fact that you you do have to run some gap and changes with the, the interior guys and the exterior guys. Because uh, if you just stay vanilla, you know those guys are pretty good. They'll figure you out.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, I, again, when you're when you're looking at protection. You know, uh, is it one of those things is as you're breaking down their protection and you see how they're doing things and where they're sliding and where, where the zone side, where the man side is, d- d- does that then dictate what stunts or things that you're going to be running that week?
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, it, it, once you figure out, you know, because you can do some stuff like, uh, you know, these NFL teams now, they're overloading sides and I mean, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can dictate where they're going to they're protect, you know, if he, if they don't move or they, they don't they don't adjust their protection, then you just say what you're doing. <laughs> right. You know, they somebody's gonna change something. So once you figure out what their adjustment is to uh, which how you align, uh you just you know, that's what halftime is all about. You, you you tell the guys up in the box listen, when we're lined up here, they're doing this protection here. Right. Okay? Right. And then and then then that's when the adjustments uh that's when, as my old hockey coach, that's when the, the ball coach come in. Yeah. Put the add-on backwards and say, okay, all right, so we're going to do this, okay? And, uh, and that's, that's, that's culture, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they say,
2: you know, once, once you figure that out, you know, you, now you coach. culture. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I can, in a nutshell,
1: that's that's basically what it is. Right, right. And when it comes right. down to it, it's, you know, just finding out how they, how they react. Cause they all, it's all different. I mean, like we, we we've been playing games where you, know, you had the game plan and the whole protection changed, Right. And, you know, yeah. It all changed. So now you got to adjust, uh, and uh, tell your kids. And now it's, forget what we, we worked on for like the last
2: few days. This <laughs> is <just> different. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
1: Anyway. And, 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 I think... and, and that's, that's, you know, that's, that's our lifestyle. I mean, you know, I tell, I tell, I told my guys now. I mean, this should be nothing for you guys. I mean, like I, I get it. I mean, the world is, you know, this is I think it's a sudden change, right? It's a sudden change right now. It's like, you know, we get we we have sudden changes all the time. Yeah, you know, um, turnover. Or, I mean, of course, this is a lot worse than coach change, but I mean, we 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 as we as coaches, we as players, we can adjust, okay. We don't have, we don't have, wet river, river. okay. All right, let's go to Home Depot. All right, let's go to Lowe's and go get some, some seam blocks and let's go this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, a, we don't have hoops. All right, let's go get some towels. Okay. Let's towels make a circle. Let's stay, let's, let's, let's lean on those towels and work on our, uh, our, our leaning to get to the quarterback. Uh, we don't have a, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a board that work our hand. And let's hit the goalposts, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. those are things, yeah. that, you know, I talk to my guys about okay? but, Like, hey, because I ain't even about that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, we 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 have to adjust. And uh, that's our world. I mean, that's the same thing in a football game. You know, things yeah. happen, and you're down by 14, what, what are you going to do? Right, right. are like, man, we're like <laughs> we got to figure it out. But, hey, we got to stop doing this. We got to do more this. And now it's a tie game, But for now, let's do more this time. So, uh, I tell my guys, listen, like, y'all built for this. You are. You are. What you have to do is, you know, spread it out over your family. you yeah, gotta tell your family, we're good. Yeah, we, we're good, guys. We're going to, we're going we gonna to fight this and we're going we gonna to win. So, uh, I just, that's just a big part of the Dallas, and I know that's how we can be about it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it's it's, it's kind of ironic, and it's kind of funny, but, I mean, this epidemic is just real. I spend more time with my girls than I've ever had the like, yeah. yeah. last three years because, you know, I work at home. Right, so right. So the adjustment for me was, like hey, spend more time with those two little ones right there. You know, they love seeing you, too. So,
2: uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's
1: been, that's been cool
0: yeah there there's no doubt coach that this time is is although it's it's not ideal to say the least uh it definitely yeah. has its benefits and 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 you just mentioned it spending more time with our families is definitely one and i think just causing us all of us coaches i mean i had a conversation uh with with some some guys from our coach staff today uh about sort of the same thing that that you're talking about just what are we what are we gonna do with our kids what are we talking to them about and And it's just, it's causing us to really turn over every stone and really get creative and think outside the box. And so with that in mind, you kind of mentioned this, but, you know, what would you say to high school defensive line coaches who are like, you know, what, what, what can I have my kids do right now when they don't have all these things? Like, what are some just basic stuff that those kids, those guys, those coaches can tell those kids to do right now?
1: Well, you know, uh, you know what? I was talking to my guys today about some drills and I mean, I wish I could show it to you, but. Uh, You know, we have two-by-fours, so, uh, you know, again, I'm I'm from from the country, so (laughs) so we have two-by-fours, we just work hand plates, you know, know, two-hand hand hand plates, just get my hands in that two-by-four and, you know, work a shit, you know, lock out, separate on that two-by-four, and then just slam it, just be it, bring it down to my hips, you know, to, to my back pocket, you know, but just work the extension, you know. The narrow base of the two by four is going to make my make my hands uh really get inside the breastplate of of an office lineman. But also my thumbs are up, my wrist is up, my elbows are inside, not wide. Uh, so uh, we actually like you know, we get that son in the uh in a winter offseason. So we watched some of that and they're like, hey, that's that's a good idea, coach. But it was a waste for them like, you know, I want these guys to live, I want them to run. But also, it's, it's important, 15, 20 minutes away of this world. just, you know, perfecting your craft, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doing some football stuff, you know. So uh, that was brought up, you know, the two-by-four, working the hands, shedding the block. Uh, you know, like I, I said something about the pass rush, uh, putting the towel out there as a hoop, uh, you know, maybe even some cans to, to simulate a circle, you
2: know. Yeah, uh,
1: but yeah. But I mean, it's it's a little it's, it's a crazy thing, but I mean those cans work just like cones, you know. Yeah, so, you're right. Uh, yeah, but you can you can do that. Uh, another thing is, uh, you know, one of my guys brought up the goalposts, you know, you know, just hitting hitting the goalposts. Uh, even that, that has the little rapid on there, and you can hit your hands on that and work hand placement, and uh, and then bend your hips. You know, we always talk about. We only talk about eyes, hands, hips, and the feet. Okay, so the eyes and the hands you can work, uh, just you know, ball get off. Hands you can work, uh, like like I said, the two by four, or you can work the, uh, the goalpost. And then the hips, you, the hips you can just be banging the hips once you make contact. So it's uh, that's that's part of it. Then the feet. I mean, I guess you know, just driving your feet. Uh, once you make contact on something, and, and, you know, like some guys don't have a sled out there. Uh, so some guys are like pushing trash in kind a of heavy trash can.
2: Right. Um, right.
1: You know, they're getting down low and rolling a trash can. So, yeah, um, I think it makes you no trash and any of them. But I mean, it's just like different things like that were, And this it relates to football. Right. Okay? And, right. And it's almost like a heavy boxer, you know. You, some boxers, you know, they, you know, they they shadow box, or you know, like they like they imagine imaginary in the ring. The shadow boxing. Well, you you guys got to imagine right now that you have players. You know, you got to imagine that you do have. You know, you're working on a a, uh, a tree is a is a pass rusher. You know, you got work. You got work. space skating. You know, working hands. You know, you know like, uh, there's different things like that. but It's got to be a lot of imaginary things you got to be it in your head. You got to put yourself in that, in that arena, and, you do the great boxers do it all the time, you know, they just, they shadow box, they steady punching, you know, rolling, dodging, and it's the same thing with pass rush, it's the same thing with, um, football, you know, you gotta put yourself in that arena, and, you know, you know, we always say, when I was a student, my coach used to tell me, hey man, act like you, you know, I'm, I'm walking around the hallway, I, I club, you know, yep. uh, a yep. uh, locker or something, you know, but, that's what, that's what
2: you got to be thinking. You, you, if you're not
1: thinking that way, you're not thinking about football. Yeah. I mean, you you, you, yeah. you, you need to be thinking about football. You know? So, I uh, mean, yeah, that's not uh, what I can
0: share. Right? Yeah. No, Coach, you're, you're good. Uh, and what I, what it makes me think of, you talked about boxers, is, is the scene from Rocky Four when Rocky's over in mm-hmm. Russia you know, and he's training and and it keeps showing him. And then, and then, uh, Ivan Drago and he's, you know, Drago's in the, you know, this high tech lab and he's doing all this stuff and, and Rocky's over, you know, uh, you know, he's taking hikes in the snow and he's lifting logs over his head and doing all these things, you know, and that's kind of where we are right now with our guys is, you know, we're, we're, we're we're in the barn, you know, lifting up logs over our head or, or whatever it is. And, and, you know, that's, that's kind of where we are. And it's, it's up to those guys to to make the most of it. It's up to us as coaches to give them those tools and those ideas and things that they can work with and, and to, to make sure they come out of the end of this thing better, uh, better because of it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, uh, I've said this to my guys and you know, when we have our little meeting, our little chat, uh, I think at the end of the day, this will definitely, you know, at the end of, you know, I I do believe we'll play football eventually, you know, I, I want everybody to be safe, and, and we all are praying for for the safe return. Uh, but I think, in some sense, that the team that's going to be, you know, the champion or quote the team that wins is: w- w- were you were you were you able to be disciplined? Were you able to work together as a as a as a team? You know, yeah, because uh, yeah. the, the weakest link uh, should be should be as it should be a uh, that big of a deal. I mean, should be that far away, because if you're a teammate, you're gonna make sure that guy, if he don't have food or he doesn't have a way to get to, workouts, you're gonna find a way to help him. Yeah, if you're a teammate,
2: you
1: know. So if you're a good teammate, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we, would, I, I tell that to my guys all the time. Listen, you know, I, I, I was a workout, Oh man, it was good, coach. It was good. How was, uh, I was Tom's workout. Oh, I don't know coach, well have you had time I mean, did you have yeah. the way you worked at it, yeah, I mean you I mean like the team base to be a good team that you want to make sure that all your teammates are working hard, and that you're all pulling the same rope because if you pulling it and and that one another guy's not pulling it, then you're not as strong as everybody pulling the same rope exactly so, exactly uh, i think we we coach Ru has done a great job of of trying to uh. Communicate that to our whole team. And listen, find out what everybody's doing and make sure no one's left by themselves not working
2: out. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. we're only going to be as strong as our weakest link. Yeah. And I really want really to come down to it. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Well, coaches, we are ready to close this thing out. I want to throw a couple, uh, a couple of wrap-up questions at you. And the first one is, you know, we, we talked about the coaches that you've had, uh, the pleasure of, of being around throughout your career. But let's talk about some, just some defensive line coaches that you come in contact with along the way, some guys that you really respect and admire, and, and guys whose whose brains you might you might pick, uh, you know, in, in the off season or, or whenever you have some downtime. So, who are some defensive line coaches specifically that you really like talking to and you really respect the way that they handle their business and coach up their kids?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's some guys that I mean, you you run into a bunch of guys out there. when I've got into this profession, I mean, they were. They were already, in their in their in the, in the, uh, late years, like Mike Salison uh was a great uh, great coach, great D line coach. He was here when I was here. I learned a lot from him. Uh, he retired, you know, like twenty eleven. And so uh, I learned a lot from him. He still is around. He'll come around come around once a day just to watch a practice. I learned a lot from him. Uh, uh Terrell Williams kid, a guy from uh, He's with the Tennessee Titans now, but uh he was he was at the college level uh, for some time and uh really uh really learned a lot from him you know you can go you can go back to guys like Pete Jenkins you know I still uh, watch some of his tapes and uh and, uh, and, and see some things that I you know that, that I'm still trying to make sure I teach my guys because he, he was one of the founding fathers of some of the stuff that we all these D line coaches are doing. Uh man, you got some you got some guys out there that are really, really good at what they do. Uh, uh the, the D line coach for the 49ers is uh, a Texas guy. Uh but he's done a great job up there with the 49ers and uh and Kacharik is his last name, good guy, uh Texas boy. So I, I talked to him. Uh and some other guys, I mean, coach I I can go on and on, but uh the most important thing is you know, I, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to uh, figure figure things out to help my guys become better football players. So, by no means do we all no one has the answers. Because as soon as you think you have all the answers, you'll be humble,
2: yeah, uh, real yeah. fast. Yeah, uh,
1: this profession. So, yeah. uh, man, I'm just thankful, man, for the opportunities to play and, and coach now. Do, do what I do what I love to do, uh, and to do it at the great University of Texas, man. I mean, this is. Yeah. Such a distinguished university. Uh, we're building a two hundred million dollar complex. You know, two hundred million. Okay, with a bunch <laughs> of zeros. Uh, and so I mean, you talk about <laughs> you talk about um, one of the nicest facilities in the country. And then just to work with a staff like we work with, man, I, I'm blessed. You know, I just uh, I just want to make sure that what this school has given me. I want to be able to get back to this school because I've I've been blessed, man. I've been blessed with a terrific, terrific family, a wonderful wife, and two little girls, and all my all my boys are my football players that I've had in my life. So I've counted now. I've I've had 215 guys graduate under my watch, and so uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of men out there that are uh, living a life, of, uh, you know. A graduate, and you know, I don't, some of them own businesses, some of them are working at the company. But to, I feel 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 pretty damn, feel pretty damn uh, I'm proud when I when I think about some of the guys that have come through those doors and walked out a graduate. You know, and I
2: mean, I just
1: I can I can yell out names, but it's just yeah, it's really humbling to, to remember some of those guys that came in and uh, it was. They're like, Coach, I ain't going to graduate, but I sure want to go to the NFL. That's well, what you looking at all wrong. Yeah, You want to graduate, and and you know what? If you go to the NFL, that's good, but you want to graduate. Because yeah. it, it will, it will it be, it'll be more productive than you plan 10 years in the NFL. And then, then 10 years will be great. You'll still be like 35, 34. Yeah. You got yeah. a lot more left to go.
0: If 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 you could give uh, some advice to you know to, to any high school coach who's listening to this, uh, any advice to them, what would that be?
1: Well, you know, I, I hear it a lot. You know, guys want to get to the college level sometimes, and and, and, and see how it is. I think you know, to be a coach at the high school level is 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 a is one of the one of the humblest things I I really appreciate the high school coach because one then uh, whatever comes through those doors, uh, they get coached. They, they don't get to recruit those guys. And all. Of course, I say that sometimes. Some do. But at the end of the day, they coach uh, kids that walk through those doors. And they get the most out of them. And that reward is is mm-hmm. far more greater than the the monetary money, the money that's involved. I mean, like, a lot of people want to say, hey, but you're not right. I would I really have that about and money. But uh, the reward is a lot more powerful when those kids come back and they, they they thank you for the opportunity to help them grow as a young man. So uh it's uh I would I would tell uh, high school coaches to keep doing what you're doing. Uh again, uh, they're probably some of the best coaches in America, especially the Texas high school coaches. But yeah. They're some of the best coaches in America in the high school level, and, I, yeah. and I, I'm here. I'm here to tell you, that I've, I've seen a bunch of uh, from college to high school to pro. Uh, some of the best high school, some of the best coaches, in period, uh from uh, from the high school level. Yeah. So, uh, don't don't. Sometimes guys want to see how, the grass can be green on the, on the other side of the fence. Hey, keep your grass green. Yeah. So just keep Keep working your butt off. Keep feeding your grass. Keep Keep, uh, keep, keep gaining knowledge about your 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 uh, position, your profession, and good things. Good
0: things will happen for you. All right, well, Coach Giles, I, we're going to wrap up today with uh, just some rapid fire questions, and and so I got, you know, I got ten sets of, of two words, and I'm gonna throw those out to you, and you just you just give me the the first one. You pick the first one uh, off the top of your head that that comes to mind, and and then we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so here's the first one, Coach. Head up, head up nose, or shade? Head up. Okay. We're talking Texas uniforms here. All white or burnt orange and white? Yeah, I got to go with the icy white, man. Oh, I I agree. I agree. Okay. Both of these types of food, really good in in Austin, represented well there, but you got to pick one, barbecue or Mexican food?
1: Woo, man. Golly. Golly. I got to go I got to go Barbeque. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, I know there's a couple of places you can get some Tex Mex barbecue. So yeah, there you, you, go. There you go. You can kind of hedge on that one. All right, when you're coaching up pass rush with those defensive ends, spin or no spin? Uh,
1: we know spinners.
0: Okay. No spinners.
2: Okay. Day game or night game? Ooh. Big time games are at night. Okay. All right. All right. Turf or grass? Grass, man. Grass.
0: Now, Matthew McConaughey, he's around the program a lot. He's there. You know, we all see him big time, you know, just, just ambassador for, for all things University of Texas. I'm going to throw out a couple of Matthew McConaughey movies. You tell me which one you, you prefer. Days and Confused or A Time to Kill? A time to kill was a pretty good one. Okay, okay, that's a, yeah, it is a good one. Both of them are good. I, I, I like I, I like Time to Kill as well. Okay, pregame routine for you, Coach? Music or no music? Music. Okay, just curious, what's on the Coach Giles pregame playlist? Can you give us a little taste of that? You, you know, you know,
1: you, you you'll be surprised. I'm an old school guy, you know. So it's uh, you
2: know, Cameo. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the Isaac Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. i I got yeah.
0: you. I got you. All right. W- obviously, you haven't been, you haven't been able to get out on the road uh, this this spring. But uh, recruiting wear cowboy boots or dress shoes. Cowboy boots. Man. Okay. Here we go. You got, Friday, to. got to. You got to. You got to. Okay. Now this is when I'm, 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 we're taking it back to when you were a player. Okay. When you were when you were playing at Texas. Who would you rather beat, the Aggies or the Sooners?
1: Oh, I'm going to say it like this. I'll beat the Sooners in October, and I'll beat the Aggies
2: at Thanksgiving. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All
0: right, last one, Coach. We'll get you out here on this one. All right, it's third and long. Are we sending pressure, or are we just pinning our ears back and going to get it? So pressure or no pressure?
1: We're going, man. We're bringing the pressure. We're going. I like it. We're like our ears it. back. Let's roll. I like it.
0: I like it. Well, Coach Giles, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for taking some time out of your, out of your day and, and, and talking with me. Really appreciate it. And I know the guys listening are going to be blessed because of us. So thank you so much.
1: I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me. And I appreciate what you're doing for these for these coaches. Not only high school coaches, but coaches all over the, all over the state of Texas, from junior high to high school to Pee Wee, to I mean, Yeah, I think uh, it's
2: informative, and we need more of this. Well, Coach Giles, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Man, I don't know about y'all, but listening
0: to Coach Giles had me really missing football and being out there on the practice field coaching. He has got a lot of juice and passion for what he's doing, and I'm so appreciative of him for coming on and sharing with us today. You know, one of the things he mentioned is, is how – the, what we're experiencing in our country right now is sort of like uh, a sudden change situation in a football game. And if you're a defensive coach, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, those moments where uh, you, maybe you just, you just stop the offense, you got your guys over on the sideline, you're coaching them up, you're going over some adjustments maybe that you're going to make on the next drive. And then, you know, all of a sudden, the offense fumbles the ball, there's an interception, some sort of turn- turnover and and now you guys got to get up off the bench and, and you know, snap their helmets back on real quick and throw their water down and run out on the field, and you're barking stuff at them as they're running out on the field, remember this, remember that, and, and then you're getting out there and getting a call, and it's a really hectic situation. It makes it even worse when you're in a goal line situation, right, or in your red zone situation. Because now there's a lot of pressure. Your kids uh, really had to respond the right way, and and for us at least, and I'm sure it's it, this is the same thing that you guys do at your programs. But you know, we practice those situations. We talk about those situations. There's an expectation about how we want our guys to handle those situations, and and so you know, I just when Coach Giles mentioned that about how this is sort of like a real life sudden change situation, I, I just. I, I really, really like that. And in fact, we had, uh, you know, after this, after we recorded this episode, we had a Zoom meeting with our team the next day. And I shared that with our, with our kids and just talked about how, when we talk to our kids about, you know, taking the field after a sudden change play, right? Interception, fumble, you have to coach your kids up and you have to really like trick yourself into taking the field with enthusiasm and passion and energy, because that's not the natural response to that situation. The natural response is you're pissed. You want to point fingers at those guys as they're coming off the field. You know, why are we having to do this? We just got to stop. And now here we are two or three plays later. We got to to get another stop. But obviously uh, it takes a lot of work to get that mentality ingrained in your kids. But when you have that, now it's really something special to see and so I think that that's kind of where we are in our in our in our world right now and if if that's one thing we want our kids to understand is that this is a real life sudden change situation and how they respond is key because we've all been a uh, part of teams where they you know there's a there's a sudden change situation we send the defense out there and they get scored on one or two plays later and and now that that feeling of resentment and anger you know aimed at the offense is just amplified and 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 now you know it's it's one of those things where it compounds right and things go worse and worse for your team but then we've also probably been there where your team goes out they're energetic they're enthusiastic they're positive they get a stop and then it's not a big deal, right? And, and then in the course of the game, that little blip on the radar, it wasn't that big of a deal as far as the whole game is concerned. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that's really really important for us coaches to remember, to talk to our kids about that and make sure they're responding right now the right way. We can't control, just like the defense can't control what happened, we can't control you know, what's going on right now. or We have a very, a very small amount of control. We can, we can control how we respond and how we react, and sometimes it is faking it until you make it. Sometimes it does, you really have to trick your mind into into believing that way and thinking that way, but anyway, I'll stop preaching. I just really appreciated Coach Giles for saying that, and that kind of uh, got me thinking, and so uh, that's, that's sort of what I shared with our team in our Zoom meeting the other day, and I thought uh, it was something that, that I would share with you guys. Anyway, thanks again to Coach Giles, and good luck to him and the Longhorns this season. Hey, we have received a lot of great reviews for this podcast recently, so I want to thank you coaches who have taken the time to do that. It means a lot to hear back from you and, and does a lot in the way of helping others find, find out about this podcast, so, so thank you to those guys who have done that. It really, really means a lot. If you haven't left us a review, please do so. It takes just a few minutes, and it really helps other coaches find us and helps us spread the word about this podcast. Also, if you're a defensive line coach or someone who wants to learn more about the position, then you need to get in on the disruption chat hosted by Coach Peter Noonan on Tuesday nights at 730 Central. It is a lot of fun. Coach Noonan does a great job organizing that and asks some some really great questions, so be sure to check that out this week. Our quote of the day comes from Longhorn legend Coach Daryl Royal, and it is, The real make of a man is how he treats people who can do nothing for him. And that will do it for this episode of KYPD. Next week, we get back to our roots and talk with a high school coach from a 6A program out in the Houston area, and it will be another outstanding episode. So be sure to check back in with us next week for episode number 58. Until then, coaches, keep your edge during this time off. Don't let yourself get soft. Schedule daily discipline in your life and be the best version of yourself when we finally get out of this thing. And finally, most importantly, tell them what they better do, Coach Giles.
1: Keep your pants down!